Welcome to the Morecast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Before I get started on today's Morecast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Breikenwazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks from away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Now is the time, uh, with the weather being as perfect as it is, to get your ass out to Blanchard Family Wines and get yourself some wine. Um, you could do a virtual wine tasting if you're still social distancing, or you can reserve your place at Blanchard Family Wines and do a socially distanced regular night out um, You know, before 10 o'clock. Uh, which is the last call in the state right now. So you could do both of those things. You could do it with a Pinot. You could do it with Cabernet. You could do it with uh, a uh, Riesling that comes from the Western Slope, and they've got multiple partnerships with Western Slope wineries. Basically, Blanchard is your go-to place. Uh, The Cabernet is my personal favorite, particularly the 2017 Cabernet. So good. Anyway... Go to Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSU Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. <clears throat> I'm doing this, recording this, I'm doing a rare, rare instant react here, people. So treasure this moment. Um, I am uh, recording this shortly after the Nuggets defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder 119-113 in overtime. No, excuse me, 121-113 in overtime um, in a a, a performance that we have been really yearning for from Michael Porter Jr. Uh, 37 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, He scored 20 in the first half. Uh, a lot of them were easy buckets. A lot of them were passes from Jokic. A lot of them were open, were threes. He was four of six from three. I mean, it's 12 points right there. Boom. Uh, and the rest of the Nuggets had were struggling to hit threes. But <clears throat> Porter, excuse me, Porter really showed himself to be adept tonight. And he just played so aggressive. And when he did that, this Nuggets team just, just the offense looked so much better. In the game against the Miami Heat, uh, he was tentative. Uh, he was kind of chucking shots. And quite frankly, it just wasn't looking good. And he only had one rebound, which uh, Michael Malone postgame said that was his biggest pet peeve with Michael, Michael Porter Jr. was his <laughs> lack of rebounding, which I think was probably indicative of other things that were going on that night. Um, and Porter is probably a great example on the Nuggets of people who get confidence from their offense, and it kind of translates to everything else. Uh, If Porter is kind of flowing with his offense, he plays much better on the other end of the floor, and he plays much better uh, with his rebounding. And I think that kind of showed tonight, but he was fantastic. Uh, He really, he played the way we all envisioned Michael Porter Jr. playing, if he just gets a chance. Plus, he played 44 minutes. Think about that. 44 minutes. You could tell. You could just, just tell by the end he was tired, right? Just, they were all tired, quite frankly, because the Nuggets were, again, without Jamal Murray, Will Barton, and Gary Harris. Things were looking hairy, and a lot of people weren't really thinking that they would win this game tonight. Me among them. To be honest with you, I, I after their poor showing against the Miami Heat, where they lost by 20, 
Uh, it just wasn't looking like a thing that was going to happen for the Nuggets. And they were just going to try to survive until they got to the playoffs. Uh, this <clears throat> and Porter unlocking himself here was a huge, huge deal. Uh, Bo Bo looked kind of crappy in the short time he was out there. Uh, folks, this is just what I've been saying to you. It is going to be a up-and-down thing with Bo. He is, he is very much a rookie. He hasn't played for a long time, and much like Porter, it's just going to take some time. So pump the brakes on Bo. Don't think he's going to be the savior. Savor the minutes he does get to play, because right now, until the Nuggets are healthy, which doesn't look like it will be for a significant amount of time, uh, the Nuggets really, right at this point, are at the mercies of a uh, just their depth playing well. And thank God Michael Porter Jr. and Monty Morris, who really came alive in the fourth quarter and, and uh, overtime. And, of course, Nikola Jokic, who had himself a 30-point triple-double. Let's let's not avoid. Let's not gloss over um, uh, Nikola Jokic uh, having himself at night. Uh, he very much did. It was great to see him kind of take over. But this first segment is about Porter. You know, he the last podcast, the last CSG, I talked about Michael Porter Jr. in his comments, and I have a theory, personal. Excuse me, my voice was going hoarse, so I'd take a drink. Um, I have a theory that the blowback to his comments on Snapchat probably affected the way he played um, in the the first game against Miami Heat. I, 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 it just looked like it. He wasn't with it. Um, he played distracted. He played um, my, with Porter. You can tell his body language. Um, when If his body language is that bad, um, you know he's going to have a bad night. And he was just kind of slumping his shoulders from the beginning. He just didn't look good. What you have been seeing from my, from MPJ is a is a dynamic, elite wing player who can just dominate when he chooses to. That's scary. And this is one of the reasons the Nuggets refused to trade him uh, at the deadline this last year. Uh, don't don't uh, don't underestimate the amount of offers that were coming that direction for him. Uh, he was very much coveted because people liked the elite prospect and people were wanting the Nuggets to include him in possible deals. And uh, the Nuggets, rightfully, uh, didn't want to do that. Um, it's pretty well known that the Nuggets got a steal and a lot of teams in the lottery were kicking themselves for not taking Michael Porter Jr., uh, particularly after his 25-point game and stepped to the side three-pointer against the Indiana Pacers. People were like, oh, my God. And that was really an eye-opening thing for the league. What Porter's uh, had to deal with has been his expectation of what he can do versus what the Nuggets are able to give him. And it just hasn't been matching up. Uh, right now, he has a chance to really become something special. And I hope, and I really do think he does realize, that he, he can be that kind of guy. Right? 
Now let's put aside his comments uh, that he did on Snapchat. Let's put all of that aside. Um, focus on the player. I said this on the last podcast. Just focus on the player. Because the player is the one who will make you a fan, regardless of his own personal views. There are many players that I have been a fan of who I probably wouldn't want to align myself with their personal point of view. That's what makes us human, right? Porter was able to show something tonight that the Nuggets have not had in years. Well, since Melo was here. (coughs) Excuse me. A guy who can get his own. Aside from Jokic, who I will get to in a second. The Nuggets have that guy. And what you saw tonight against a very good defensive team, by the way, Oklahoma City Thunder, led by Chris Paul, you saw a Nuggets team like come out shorthanded and play with guts and play with a determination, quite frankly, they didn't have before. They didn't have that against Miami. And a lot of that had to do with Michael Porter Jr. just showing out in a tremendously big way. And if he can maintain this and if he can point, just keep this up until, you know, <laughs> keep this up until the end of these eight games or until people get healthy or even even beyond that, the Nuggets have a really big opportunity on their hands. Before I get started on the rest of this, I'd like to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The long wait is finally over. The first golf major is this weekend. Yes, uh, golfers are heading their way to San Francisco to tee off uh, and compete for the crown. Um, my radio partner, late Nate Lundy, is very much a big fan of the uh, of the various prop bets that you can have for golf uh, within the DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, and there is no better way to join the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To celebrate golf's first major of the year, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering special odds and promotions all weekend long. And all new users can sign up, can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code MHS when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That is right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Just enter the code MHS when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Like I've been saying, <clears throat> Nikola Jokic uh, was also part of the problem against Miami, particularly in the second half. Uh, he didn't acquit himself uh, very well in that. And, and a lot of that had to do with uh, what Michael Malone was talking about with poor communication. Um, and some of that had to do with Jokic. And you could see during the scrimmages, Jokic was just trying a bunch of stuff. The Nuggets had a bunch of turnovers. And a lot of that came back to haunt the Nuggets in that first game. The loose kind of play, which a lot of that had to do with Jokic, uh, was really affecting them. And Jokic really reined things in in this game. And he tends to play well against Steven Adams. 
Adams uh, brings out the best in Nikola Jokic in a way that most people can't say. Stephen Adams just, for whatever reason, just brings that out in Jokic. And you know what? Uh, Jokic came out, the 30-point triple-double is, is elite stuff. It is elite stuff. And Jokic went into the uh, fourth quarter and into overtime, and in particularly in overtime, he took over. Uh, I believe he had eight on the Nuggets, ten points. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. had the other two. No, he, didn't, uh, he had six of the Nuggets, ten points. Uh, Monty Morris and uh, Michael Porter Jr. had the other four. And uh, he just came out with a purchase, a purchase, a purpose, and just was forcing the issue in a way that we usually don't see from him. Uh, we don't see uh, Nikola Jokic make that kind of aggressive move to get his own. And it was like he knew he had to do it. It was like he knew he had to do it. And he came out with a vengeance. And the, and you could tell the Thunder were completely surprised by it. Uh, because Jokic is kind of gets his points easy. He gets his assists easy. It's, everything's easy. And rarely do you see that aggression from him. Um, and that aggression, you could tell, just shocked the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they weren't prepared for it, and they, he just took over. And while everyone else was getting tired, uh, Nikola Jokic came out and just drove the lane, got his points, got his a nice fadeaway on, on uh, Stephen Adams, a one-foot fadeaway. He, he was just playing in such a well, elite way that it kind of, as soon as he got that first bucket, it was like, to me, personally, even though the, the Thunder ended up tying it uh, twice, uh, no, once, uh, even though they ended up tying it after his first bucket, you kind of just knew after that first point that, that, that the Nuggets were going to win the overtime. The Thunder were really fading. Even Chris Paul looked tired. And... The Nuggets took advantage of that and came out and just played so, so good. Uh, just, I, I cannot say enough to how the Nuggets looked night and day compared to that Miami game. They're coming up to a tough stretch here. Um, this is three games and four nights. Uh, their next stretch is a back-to-back. and a, But it's a back-to-back with no travel. So uh, it'll be a little different than what we're used to. Um, so it starts Wednesday and goes into Thursday. They got, uh, excuse me, it starts Tuesday and goes into Wednesday, I think. I strike that part of my podcast here. <laughs> I'm not sure, but they do have a back-to-back. I think it's Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday and then Thursday. Uh, but don't quote me on that, clearly. Um, but this team, this team really acquitted itself in a much better way. Monty Morris, big shout-out to you. Um... That was a clutch performance that he had down the stretch. Uh, as far as game notes go, Troy Daniels, um, I, I wouldn't have drawn up a last-minute shot for Troy Daniels. He got a good look, floater, floater look, but I just wouldn't, just in general, I wouldn't draw up a play for Troy Daniels in that situation uh, when you have Nikola Jokic out there. And... Uh, P.J. Dozier uh, has become a bit of a chucker the last couple games. I would uh, watch that. Um, Dozier didn't acquit himself tremendously to the last two games, particularly in this game. 
Um, he needs to play under control and play within the offense. You've got Nikola Jokic out there. Uh, you don't need a gunner. I mean, obviously, Will Barton is kind of a gunner, uh, but he can make more baskets than uh, P.J. Dozier can. Uh, you're really in that position that you're not necessarily out there to get yours, and I think he probably understands that. In the first game, he got into foul t- trouble. It was just a bad combination. Hopefully, he settles down because the Nuggets are going to need him. You know, Mon- Monte Morris cannot play all the minutes of the game, and, of course, the great thing is you have Nikola Jokic being able to play point guard, but really, in reality, you just you just do not want a um, situation where you have a point guard who is kind of not playing in control, and that was what was happening. Before I leave, I want to talk to you about XDO Event Center. Please support our friends at XDO Event Center, located in Denver's vibrant Rhino Art, Arts District. Uh, XDO Event Center can host a safe, socially distanced event for 25 to 175 persons outdoors and up to 100 persons indoors. If you are interested in hosting an event for a corporate gathering, fundraiser, client appreciation, birthday or anniversary party, or just something that's generally for morale boosting happy hour, Exto will be welcome the opportunity to be your your go-to place. Please visit extoevents.com for more information. And book your private event today. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast, part of the CSD Network. I'll be back with you with a very special podcast with a very special guest on the next one. Goodbye, folks.